Hey people, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm a sales coach and consultant who works with coaches, business owners, and people in the world of sales who want to become more comfortable and confident in selling in their own natural human way. If you're enjoying the podcast episodes and would like to access some great free resources linked to the podcast series through the monthly newsletter, which also includes podcast extracts and news on upcoming masterminds, live streams and events, then you can email me chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com. That's chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com and quote, let's do this. This episode of Not Another Sales Podcast is brought to you by Mindful Talent, a global coaching organization that trains aspiring coaches and innovative leaders. Their programs, The Trusted Coach and The Trusted Leader, are founded on the principles of mindfulness and developed in alignment with contemporary neuroscience, offering a globally recognized coaching qualification that is accredited by the Association for Coaching. Their online blended learning program has qualified hundreds of participants around the world, helping them to gain an edge in life and in business by increasing their emotional and social intelligence and their ability to connect with others. If you're interested in training with this incredible organization, which I would highly recommend, then you can visit their website and use my personalized URL code to gain 10% off any of their programs. www.mindfultalent.coach That's www.mindfultalent.coach and reference my code, not another sales. And now, on with the episode. In today's episode of the coaching series, we're going to be talking all about coaching with curiosity. Coaching is not about imparting all your knowledge onto individuals. It's about getting them to uncover the solutions and path with you there to support them in doing so. One of the important aspects to be able to do this is asking the right kind of questions to unearth the answers. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about some of the questions coaches should use and also ones to avoid to enable individuals to succeed. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Hi there, my name is Chelsea Haynes and I'm excited to spend some time with you today to talk about coaching with curiosity. A little introduction, I'm a certified health and life coach. I am passionate about and specialize in shifting mindsets from a place of scarcity to operating from a place of abundance. We accomplish this together by utilizing functional nutrition. The way we do one thing is the way we do anything. So by bringing it back to the basics of health, we can create real and lasting habit change. So the key to coaching is to always stay in a mindset of curiosity. When we stay curious about ourselves and each other, it completely eliminates any room for judgment. We are not here to prove to our clients that we are a know-it-all, and in fact, people don't need more information. Sure, your client might need and be curious about curated information to help them work towards a specific goal, but ultimately, people want and need transformation. Too much information can lead to overload, overwhelm, and ultimately trigger the flight or fight response, which would be a huge setback for all the progress that you may have accomplished together. This is why it is so pivotal to stay grounded in your curiosity when speaking to a client. We are responsible for holding a safe container so that they may choose to be vulnerable with you. Additionally, that vulnerability must be met with empathy, so then together you can both properly choose the next right step in their journey. 
The most effective way to stay curious and to carefully dig deep into your client's needs and desires is to ask the right questions. The questions that I find are the most effective revolve around tapping into my client's desires and encouraging them to do their own self-exploration. Some questions can be more direct than others. For example, like when first speaking to a client, it's appropriate to ask them simply, what is it that you want out of our time together? If they struggle to figure out what it is that they want, you can do some backdoor ninja moves to help them figure it out. Encourage exploration without limitations. For example, if money weren't an issue, what would you be doing with your free time? Or another, a good, another good one is, if you could wave a magic wand and get absolutely anything you wanted in the time that we work together, what would that be? This will help steer your, conversa- your conversation into the direction of their needs and desires. When you feel like you've reached a tangible goal, now is when it would be appropriate to begin asking about your client's whys. Get specific here to keep their attention on their goal. For example, if your client's goal is to run a 5K in the next five, uh, 90 days, a good question to find out their why would be, what will having run a 5K do for you? Or, what is important about running a 5K for you? This will encourage a deeper conversation about the underlying unmet needs of your client. To be sure that the goal at hand is a measurable one, a question that I love to ask is, how will you know you're getting the results you want? What will you see, taste, touch, or hear? Make the experience visceral so that they may step into that person who has just achieved their goal. Through this process of questions, you can quickly get to the pain points of the motivation behind a client wanting something. This is when it is important to attach emotion and associate anchors to remind your client why they are doing what they are doing. Now is a great time to encourage your client to figure out why they have not met their needs yet and to empower them to take action. It is so important, however, that you are sure to avoid any questions that are accusatory. People know when they need and want change, and they typically know what they need to do to get it. Sadly, their lifelong formed and deep beliefs about their own identity are probably what has prevented them from making those changes. They are very aware of their self-harming habits, and that is why they've reached out to you for help. They do not need you to remind them of their failures, and they definitely don't need you to accuse them of doing something wrong. An example of a direct yet non-accusatory question is simply, what is slowing you down, standing in the way, or stopping, stopping you from following through on training for a 5K right now? You can follow that up with, so what needs to change? And let your client answer their own questions. They always have the answers. You simply need to be there to ask the inquisitive questions in a loving, empathetic, and definitely curious manner. By allowing your client to step into a place of power, a perfect way to wrap up a session is to ask them what they want their next action step to be. An easy way to put this could be, based on these insights, what actions are you going to take and by when? Be sure to implement any necessary accountability partners or other conditions for success and secure a follow-up date and time. Staying in a curious mind is game-changing, not only for coaches, but also as human beings who live in a body that we all too often criticize 
and with other human beings whom we are all too quick to judge. Stay curious, my friends, and thanks for listening. Hello, it's Marty Vids here, host of the Marty Vids Show podcast, where interesting people do remarkable things. I'm a business speaker, I'm a business coach, and I love inspiring people to get the best out of themselves and live happier, meaningful lives, as well as do their life's best work. That's my purpose, so I'm looking forward to sharing some incredible tips with you today. As a coach and a mentor, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about people, and I always would wonder, like when I was in sales, why I would be getting the results. Like I always finish in any team the top two or three, um, if not first, and but I couldn't I couldn't work out back in my early twenties why I was getting the result that others weren't getting. So I always had a fascination in human behaviour, and I realised that asking the right questions is so vital because what I look at is okay if you have an outcome you want to achieve the first question I ask is do you want help with that because I'm looking for the answer I'm going well they might be just hoping that it happens but do they want help with that are they coachable and if they say yes then that to that I'll say well are you willing to accept help with me in order to achieve that so I'm always looking at a willingness to evolve and grow they're very vital for me because if they have a fixed mindset that they'll find a way and this is the way I'm going to do it and they can't look outside of that box, it's you just can't drag people through the mud. So you're always looking for that person that's willing to be coached and is actually invigorated by being coached and mentored as well. Um, the way I coach, I use kind of a modeling technique. I'm always looking for what does the person want to achieve, like on a higher level? What's their grand vision that they really, that they're excited about, they're invigorated about? Because once I understand what fuels them, then I can utilize that to help them. And then I'll look for, well, what's the first step in this journey? And I'll break it down into steps along the way so it's not so cumbersome and it doesn't seem so scary. But it's like, what is that grand vision that really fires them up, that gets them out of bed, that they're striving for? And then it's looking for action along the way. And what I'm looking for then in the action and the accountability is I'm asking questions like, if they don't do a particular task, I would say, what's your resistance to that? You know, do you have a resistance to that? And then we'll work through that and we'll keep chunking lower and lower to find out what's really at play here. So say some, someone doesn't want to make a call, a sales call, and you go, well, okay, we know that it works. So why didn't you make the call? Well, you know, I didn't know what that person was going to think and I haven't spoken to them for three years. And I go, okay, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, they might, they might hang up the phone. Okay, how do you feel about that? Well, I don't feel good about that. Okay, but in order to achieve the outcomes we want to achieve, um, would you agree you need to pick up the phone? Well, yeah. And if you can still sense that resistance, what you're looking for there is coming into courage. 
and we know that fear does not live in courage. So what I would say is this is really important for us to break through now. We need to make this call. So let's come at it from a standing point with what will make you feel better about this call? Well, I don't just want to make a call. Fantastic. Let's add some value to the person that you're calling. How can you add some value to the person? And that gets them thinking. And they go, well, maybe I could send them an article or something. Uh, Maybe I could just send them a quick note. Um, So it's interesting because all of a sudden they might have a different angle. Oh, well, I remember this person liked the football. You know, so... I'll talk to them about the football. I'll send them an article on the football, then give them a call about it. Fantastic. I don't mind what you do in regards to adding value to the person because you'll know as a salesperson what's best in that situation given, given the understanding you have. But for me, what's important is they take the courage to to do the actions because I know there's no guesswork in this. It's it's like it's all mindset working into skill set, working into courage, into execution, and then funneling into a result. That hasn't changed for generations. It's just how we do it now with more emotional intelligence around that. So once the person had done that, they realize it wasn't that scary. And in fact, they get leads out of it and they start to build new reference points. I had this with a real estate agent. I hate getting calls. You know, I hate getting calls from real estate agents. It, it's a hassle. It's annoying. Um, but I said, well, that's your perspective. I said, wouldn't you think that the person you're ringing would like to know what their house is worth? would like to know what's going on in the area. Oh, I've never looked at it in that way. I've just come from a bias of of I don't like getting calls from real estate agents. So I said, you should love getting calls from real estate agents because that's what you are. So it, it's <laughs> it's really interesting in regards to how you shift perspective, um, how to ask the right questions and know what questions not to ask as well. You know, don't be too direct in regards to coming in with a hard sell. I mean, I think people are better at that now than in general, but come at it from a sense of giving value to the person and sharing a communication and building trust. I always say, you know, it's better to dance together before you sleep together, right? I mean, that's it's um, we know those people, don't we, that want to skip the dance and it doesn't feel very good. So, you know, establish a relationship, build trust, because what that does is it means you have a client for life. You know, you could sh- you, you can go around shooting fish in a barrel, but eventually you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. It's not the way to do it. Come at it from building a client for life, add value, and that value is always given back in some way, shape, or form. So I hope that's a benefit and you got something out of that. Janine Capaldi here, um, and we're going to continue now exploring some of these wonderful questions around coaching. Um, I've been coaching for 10 years. Um, I coach, consult, mentor, train, <laughs> wear several different hats in my um consultancy business now which specializes in building relationships and generating client um client business um online primarily using linkedin 
I think when we when we think about coaching with curiosity that really it really sums up um what coaching is all about you know where we're encouraging the person we're coaching to be curious about what's going on for them what it is that they want what might be getting in the way and and what is the you know what's the root cause behind that um and so our questions are there to our questions are there to encourage that so by asking these very open questions as opposed to questions that are going to generate a yes or a no answer the the questions are also going to allow the individual to um to really think about what what it is that's going on for them you know they're not just shutting down the question with a yes or a no they're going to explore their answer a little further I think one really useful question to keep people on track um when when they might start to veer off from what they've said they want out of that session is to ask them you know where does where does this sit in relation to what you want to get out of our time together today? Because it's really useful to explore all of these different areas in coaching. But if they've told you that they want to get to a certain place and work on a certain goal, and a lot of the discussion is spelled elsewhere, then that's your opportunity to check in with them to see how that, how this kind of path is serving its purpose. And so another great question to be asking people is, you know, what is it that you want to get out of our time together today? And ideally, where would be a great place for you when we finish? Where would be a great place for you to be? You know, you're setting the expectations and giving you both a structure to your time together. Um, I tend to stay away from those why questions um, because, you know, we're not, we're not we're not questioning people in a in a judgment way. We're not we're 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 wanting to explore. So instead of saying, you know, why are you doing that? Why did you, you know, why did you do that? Why did you feel that way? It's what's behind that for you? What was the fit, you know, what was the feeling that was going on for you? Where did you feel that feeling? Okay. Um I think another couple of really good questions that um allow people to see just how committed they are and how confident they feel with what they've discussed um and these are questions that that are quite often asked towards you know towards the end or when there's when we're actioning is using a one to ten scale so for example on a scale of one to ten ten being um you know, completely committed, one being I'm not really committed at all. How committed are you are to going and achieving the um, the actions that you've set for yourself today? Or how confident do you feel with what your next steps are? And that can give a really good gauge of what's going to happen for that person when they leave the session with you, they leave their time with you, or whether there's there needs to be some more time exploring, okay, well, 
you know, you're on a five, what needs to happen to get you to an A? What, you know, what, what can we discuss there? Um, and I guess my final point on this in terms of questioning and, and suggestions for really, um, you know, deep level questioning is if something does come up for you when you're coaching, like an idea for them, a thought for a thought for the person you're coaching, or you are drawing on a personal experience and it just won't get out of your head, ask permission to share that and only share it if you really think it's going to be of value to your client. That that is the most, you know, that's the most powerful thing, in my opinion, that you can do when something is coming up for you individually. If you really think it's going to help give them an option and they just haven't got to that, they haven't worked that out for themselves and you really think you could help them, you know, don't sit on it and withhold that information because it's coaching ask permission to share that and then be completely detached as to whether they want to do anything with your suggestion or not. You know, key questions to get a client to think about as it relates to, you know, really looking for solutions, you know, for me center around, you know, more than just saying, Hey, where do you want to be? You know, in X years, it's really looking, uh, holistically at where they're at today as it relates to a realistic outcome. And so one of the questions I like to ask is, you know, let's, let's, or really, I don't ask it. I'd really suggest, how about we together understand where you are today, the challenges you've got and really paint what, you know, five years, 10 years looks like from now. In some cases it's let's paint what five weeks looks like and work backwards And so I do agree that just giving people knowledge and solutions, you know, for me, as you stated, that, that doesn't really make it theirs. Most people that I have coached typically have the answer. It is about uncovering what they already know or what they discover by asking great questions. I think that's a really important question to say, Hey, let's talk about what you really want. That's the keywords, what you really want. You know, a lot of times I'll spend two or three sessions on the really quote unquote, really want part because people are confused. Uh, we've got to unpack a lot of bad agreements on what they really want from the past. You know, just things that they've gone through that have influenced what I quote unquote, really want, but really asking that question or suggesting, you know, what's paint a picture of what five years, 10 years looks like down the road and work backward. Hello. So my name is Ginny Mitchell. My company is called Change for Success and I'm based in Manchester and I'm a wellbeing and mindset consultant. So I help people 
clients come to me who are struggling with any types of mental health issues and I help them get where they are to get where they want to be. Um, I work with a wide range of clients suffering from anything from anxiety, stress, depression, with confidence or self-esteem. Um, and um, yeah, I absolutely love what I do. I also work online as well. Um, yeah, but I love what I do and, and I'm very passionate uh, about my work. Um, but today we're looking at, at, yeah, coaching. So coaching with curiosity. Um, yeah, being, being curious with clients when you're working with clients is a really, really important part of the role. Um, it is, it is very much about when we're working with clients, it's about being in that supportive role. And, you know, it's about being in that role where we, we're allowing the client to kind of move forward, but allowing the client to move forward in terms of allowing them to do that by themselves, if that makes sense. So rather than imparting our knowledge, it's about um, allowing the client to uncover, you know, uncover um, their own solution to their own path. And sometimes this can be a really, really, it can be a really, really kind of difficult, difficult one sometimes because quite often clients will come to you and they'll, they'll almost ex- not expect you to uncover the path for them, but almost sometimes you'll see clients, you know, I've been in this situation, clients will come with, you know, be lacking in confidence. They'll be looking for the answers elsewhere. But very much I'll be saying to clients, look, the answers are within you. So it's about really supporting the client to get to where they want to be and allowing them to understand that they can succeed on their own path, um, you know, via, via answering their own questions and coming up with their own solutions. So in terms of what, you know, what would be some of the types of um, questions that coaches should use and also avoid <laughs> in order to enable individuals to succeed? Well, first of all, it, it, is, it is, as I've mentioned earlier, um, the key is really about building and developing that relationship and rapport with the client. That's the first important thing. Once we've done that, the client then feels comfortable to be able to work with you in answering, you know, the questions that are, that are right for them to achieve the goals they want to achieve. So first and foremost, I would say, I would suggest that all questions should be open-ended. So we don't want any closed questions open-ended so we can be very encouraging and allow the client to get to where they want to be. So it's all very much about where they are now and where they where they see themselves, I would say. So as I mentioned earlier, it's very much about kind of goal setting. So so I would be looking at questions like, what do you see as your main goal? What's your main goal first and foremost? Where do you want to be? And where do you want to be? I know it's cliche in five years time, 10 years time, and then really, really breaking that goal down. So, okay, so how can we break that goal down now? What are the key steps that we need to take um, to achieve that goal? And then once we break that down, we can really look at those individual steps. Okay, so then we would look at how can we, let's explore how can you, how, how you can get from where you are to where you want to be. So how can we really explore that, break that down? So you're at A, you need to get to B. How are we going to get there? Make it exciting. Let's look at, let's be creative. Let's look at the creativity around how we can achieve, achieve these goals. Then I would certainly look at, um, you know, what are the, We'd look at, first of all, what limiting beliefs are, um, the beliefs that aren't real, the beliefs that are keeping us stuck. But what are limiting beliefs are holding, are holding you back? OK, where do these limiting beliefs come from? So if a client comes to me and says, I'm not confident, well, how do you know you're not confident? And 
You might be a very confident person. You might be a very confident driver. We use that as a blanket term. So again, break that down. Okay, I'm not very confident in public speaking. Fantastic. Let's look at where that comes from, break it down, and let's look at how we can we can overcome that barrier. And then when we're looking at limiting beliefs, also look at, you know, how how is this even your problem or belief? Did this come from someone else? Did we learn this from someone else? And this this is this is more often than not a key theme when I'm working with my clients. In terms of questions to avoid or areas to avoid, I would certainly avoid placing, we don't want to place any blame on the client, okay? And we really want to avoid negativity, um, you know, self-depreciating comments. We're there to really big the client up. We're there as the support. We're there to be accountable. So we really want to, you know, each and every session we're working with a client, we want to be um you know, we want to be very, we want to be looking at the um, the positivities we can achieve and the goals we can get to and look at that with very much excitement and enthusiasm. Hey people, thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts, you can find me on Instagram, Guy underscore in each of those words. You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing not another sales podcast and also if you want to connect to me on linkedin i go by the name of chris hatfield so thanks again and stay tuned for another episode